You're the you're the elder statesman of this podcast oh, by quite boy. a few years. There we go. So I'm going to age throw before it beauty. To you. Are you doing none of those deals? Age, age before <laughs> beauty. So I will ask you the first question. Okay. You have the uh, privilege of answering first as All the right. elder statesman. Shoot. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and I earlier this week, I just had my first hashtag dad fail. <laughs> okay, I'm Jason. We're uh, the co-founders of the community Location Indie, all about the travel, the freedom, the lifestyle. You can learn more at Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. .com, the best community of digital nomads and location-independent entrepreneurs and travelers on the planet. Trav, I saw your fail, man. I mean, I don't know if it's a fail or um, or a success. I mean, it depends on uh, on who you're talking to, I suppose. I, I guess it depends. It was bad timing because we had just gotten finished recording a Traveling with Kids episode. And then, of course, I had this experience where, really quick story, I'm driving into Philadelphia. Usually takes about 40 minutes from where I live. Instead, it took two hours because there's a huge traffic jam. I'm on the side of the road, wit screaming. It's only him and I because Heather and her mom went in another car and were actually paying attention to the Siri that was telling them where to go. So they got off on an exit and they were like in Philly way before me. I wasn't paying attention. I was on the phone with a friend, jabbering away, get stuck in a traffic jam. Wit screaming. Heather's like, oh, he probably needs a bottle. Like I called her. I'm like, dude, this kid's going bonkers. Like, all right, get As out of the As if she could so do like, anything on the phone while you're driving. Right. And well, she's not in the yeah, car. I guess. Or she had called me. That was what uh-huh. it was. She thought maybe I was in Luckily the accident. story. <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> I pull aside of 76, two-lane highway, all these big 18-wheelers rumbling by. I get them out. I make them a bottle. I'm feeding them. I'm like, oh, man, something smells. Uh, so I look down, and he has poop all up his front side. So I go. I have to change him on the passenger seat. It was like the worst one yet. Like seven wipes. Luckily, Heather had put the diaper bag in the car, so I had Whoa, diapers seven, and wipes. Seven wipes. It was a seven wiper. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and by the way, once again, Heather saves your ass because she put the diapers in the car. Otherwise, right. you wouldn't she have had said, anything. Right. She actually said before, like, oh, you should take the diaper bag. I'm like, yeah, good call. So I did. So I'm changing him. He's all happy. I'm like, oh, this is funny. And then I realize there are no extra clothes for him. So I have to put little wit back into his car seat with just a diaper. He had a hat, a hat and a diaper on and drive the uh, hour into Philly then. So here he was, a little naked boy, basically, in his car seat, um, rolling into Philadelphia. So it was a pretty funny story, all told. About half an hour of inconvenience, but uh, well worth it for the story. And it was really the first, yeah, the first like crazy time I had with him alone. Uh, So the dad fail would be that I didn't think to have any extra clothes. In yeah, there, you know, I mean, that... it's amazing how quickly you can panic when you're a new father, like when like the stuff goes down, when the, the the S goes down literally and you're like, oh man, what do I do? Like, right. I don't, I, I'm not prepared right. for this, but um, yeah, he looked, Dude, he, thankfully there were diapers. Thankfully there were diapers. Yeah. The reason why I said maybe it wasn't a fail because he looked pretty happy in the picture you, you posted. He, he, so. He, I tried to get him when he was smiling. From his uh, perspective, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, it's all about the 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 angle and and the moment, right? right, right. Of, of photography, yeah. right? That's yeah, Instagram, that's what social right? media. Yeah, it's everyone's it's best side. A false represent. 
<laughs> well, speaking of, uh, I don't know, speaking of what questions and, and being putting things out there and, uh, you know, bearing your soul and, and your fails and triumphs and everything. Got an interesting episode today for our 100th episode. I hope Chris right now is like doing some kind cue of the par- party music, yeah, cue right? the party music or the celebration sounds or whatever. Um, because this is our 100th show, Trev. I don't know how this happened because I still remember sitting in your house in Phoenixville and like plotting and scheming up this podcast. And then all of a sudden, here we are, 100 episodes yeah, later. Yeah, 100. It, it, it doesn't seem like we've done that many. I Like with our respective podcast with yours, it's here to travel and mine at EPOP. Uh, we just did, we just passed our 300th episode. I feel like that has been going for a long time. Um, I, where is this one? I just feel like, oh man, we got to 100 episodes pretty dang quick. Uh, like I just, yeah. Ah, pretty painless and, and well, painless for us, hopefully painless for you as the listeners, hopefully enjoyable. But what we wanted to do for this 100th episode, and like I said, we did this with our extra pack of peanuts 300th episode. So if you listen to that, this uh, format is familiar. People really loved it. Um, so reach out to us if you like this format. Um, you could tweet us at tweet J at zero to travel me at pack of peanuts. But what we're going to be doing is I have five questions for Jason. Jason has five questions for my for me. We have no idea what these questions are. So we are giving our gut answer to these questions. What's called like our three second answer. So he will ask me a question and I have three seconds to come up with like the first thing that comes to my mind. And these questions are going to be about travel, location, independence, and like our journey. So we, we found it really fun. Um, if you want to play along. After they ask a question or after he asks a question, or I ask a question, you can pause it and and come up with your own answer. We've had people tweet us that when we did this with EPOP, they were with their significant other or with a, their friend or whatever, and they'd stop it and they'd both answer the question. Uh, so it's just a cool way to get to know more about someone else or more about yourself. And uh, Jay, some of these questions on here that I have for you, I mean, even though we've spent a lot of time together, we've spent countless hours on Skype and hanging out together and we know each other pretty well. Some of them I don't know what you're going to answer to, and that's the fun of like the three second answer because it's the thing that comes right into your head immediately when you hear the question. I'm a little scared, uh, to be honest with you. I I don't know, like yeah, when I was writing down these questions for you earlier, like I didn't spend too much time on it. So I'm just like, let me just write up a bunch of questions that just kind of uh, are just are off fun. The, yeah, just kind of yeah. off the top of my head. Like I don't want to th- overthink it, you know. Um, especially like you've got two guys here that kind of ask questions for a living. Like we, we ask a lot of questions on our podcast to people. We, you know, in the community, we, we answer questions and ask a lot of questions and, and try to, you know, pull out, I guess, I don't know. Nuggets of information yeah, and wisdom. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, this is supposed to be pretty lighthearted, but what I like about it too, Jay, is that it, it's revealing as well. I mean, a lot of times the first thing that comes to your head is something that's there for a reason. It's top of mind, literally, and that's for a reason. So, um, yeah, why don't we get into it? Why don't you want to, we should alternate questions. How about that? Okay. Um, so we know, so no one gets to get into a flow too much here. We just throw it back and forth, back and forth. Um, you want to ask, but me I don't a question have to give, I don't have you, to give a three second answer, right? I mean, I can, no, you, okay. you don't have to, your answer does not have to be in three seconds. You have to get it all out. Yeah, got it. Within three seconds or within five seconds, okay. it's whatever comes to your head, you're answering. So 
Uh, um, shoot, who's going to go first? Because whoever goes first goes last. I get the other guys goes last. Or do we have to do like a rock, paper, scissors thing? How does this work? No, I'm, kidding. Just, I'm here, kidding. Here's the thing. You're the you're the elder statesman of this podcast <laughs> oh, by quite boy. a few years. Here we go. So I'm going to Age Before Beauty. You. Are you doing one of those deals? Age, age Before <laughs> Beauty. So I will ask you the first question. Okay. You have the uh, privilege of answering first as All the right, elder statesman. Shoot. Question number one here, Jay. What is the funniest place that you've ever worked from? Worked from? Worked from. Gosh. I know I'm supposed to be three seconds, but I have to think. Um, I mean, I don't know if this is funny, but I spent, like, when I first started coming to Norway, my wife lived in a one-bedroom apartment, and we didn't have a table or anything. So for, like, I don't know, a good year or whatever, I don't know, however long it was I was going back and forth, I would go into the bedroom and set up like a fold-out chair and put my computer on the bed and lean over like the chair and with like my back was killing me and I would just work in the bedroom with a laptop on the bed and a chair next to the bed. It was so like... Ghetto. Ghetto and like pathetic. Norwegian ghetto. Like it was kind of like painful, you know? (laughs) Like I, I couldn't even like... Come on, get a table? Like what what are they doing? But um yeah, so I mean that was funny in the way that like I was working on a lot of different businesses at the time, but it was it was just I don't know. And then one time, I think when I recorded an early Zero to Travel podcast, I um I think it was like the second or third one I did. Like I was actually I just packed up my stuff in Colorado and and for some reason I was traveling. I I wasn't like living anywhere and I was staying at my mom's. So I was in a bedroom in her house, like recording this podcast. And I'm like, this is funny. Like I'm in a bedroom at my mom's house. Like it wasn't like my childhood bedroom or anything, but like, you know, it's just funny how yeah. you can be running these businesses and you can be in your mom's Literally basement anywhere. or your mom's That's bedroom right. or whatever. You can be hunched over a bed on a folding chair. <laughs> now I want to awesome. know yours, but it doesn't work that way. So I'll have to, I'll have to hit you back with, um, with a question. All right, Trav, um, what is the meaning of life? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not the question, although that would have been a good one. Uh, no, the real question is, um, what happens after death? No, I'm kidding. That's not the question either. <laughs> so 30, 30 minutes in this podcast, you're just going to have Jay making jokes. All right. All right. Here it is. What do you hate most about this lifestyle? The thing I hate most is trying to find a balance between work and I guess what you would say is not working. So so a work-life balance is the thing that I think I hate the most. Um, I have another answer that came to me as I was answering that, so I'll throw that out to you too. I, I'm getting better at the work-life balance, so I don't hate it near as much as I did before. But that was probably one of the biggest struggles in the beginning, for sure, was how do how much do I work? How do I stop working? You know, is it okay that I take a break for a day or wait, shouldn't I be getting ahead? You know, that whole in your head, like you can't really relax even if you're not working because you feel like you should be. And then when you feel like you shouldn't be working, you still are, stuff like that. But gotten much better at it over the years. It's taken a few years. The second thing I would answer is um, is organization. I, I still have a very hard time staying organized. And you you know, Jay, especially like, I never use my calendar the right way. So that for me has been, (laughs) that's tough. Like it would be way easier if somehow, 
like everything was just I had someone. You had like a magic organizational elf that follows you around with like pointy right. shoes and bells uh, and like sure. like ding, ding 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 here comes the organizational yeah, like, elf tapped you on the shoulder like oh you have this call don't forget about this and like wrote it all down and then but I wasn't like just up in my head. I've so got your calendar organized today, to, Trev. Yeah. I also got your that, Slack channel in. Uh, I don't know why the elf has like a soprano voice, but anyway. But that's the that's that's the thing I hate the most. All right, great question. Thanks. Um, and guys, remember, if you want to play along, pause it and answer these questions yourself. Uh, it's it's pretty fun. Oh my gosh, uh, here comes another question. Second question. I know it is it is weird. Like you're waiting and you're like, what are they going to say? Right. Second question. What's the most interesting job you did before becoming location independent? <laughs> uh, it came at the tail end of my of my touring days, as you know, Travis. You call me the man with like a million different jobs or whatever. But I used to work as a professional touring manager. Which means I, I managed events for many years, but I also was an adventure tour guide. And that was actually, I could, it's a, sort yeah, of a so tie. What's the it's a tour of, Cause I know you've a, done a lot. So I'm wondering. This, yeah, what this the is answer. sort of a tie. This is a great question between working as a, an adventure travel guide one summer. I led a, like a camping tour across the U.S. for, it was a group of like 10 or 11 Europeans. And we, we were camping all across the U.S. And like the way the tour was set up is everybody had to like pitch in. So, you know, it wasn't like it was a pretty like inexpensive tour, but we were all in the same van and like at, in camp at night, like you had to take people had to take turns cooking and cleaning and all that stuff. So they're on vacation, but they have to like actually do chores. So if you think about that, they're like on vacation, but they're working at the same time. Plus, you got a mix of european like a, a totally diverse mix of people you had a lot of all pairs then you had i had like a family of four from the netherlands like it was like a mother and a father and like their nine and 10 11 year old son then i had like a 50 year old korean guy and then like some 18 and 19 year old girls um that were like all pairs and that was the group and and they were from all over the world so like to lead the charge there like with them and to get them to gel and also to feel good about like doing tasks while they're on, on traveling also was no small feat. So I was like, it was really interesting. The word was interesting used in the question, right? Right. Yeah. It was really interesting from that as like that regard, like trying to get this group to like come together and also create good memories together and have a good time and not get too clicky, but at the same time, just enjoy their trip. Yeah. And then I also on the back end of that was like a support vehicle for a Harley Davidson tour. So we had all these Harleys and I drove a, a van with like a trailer that had two Harleys in the back. They were like backup bikes in case any of the Harleys broke down. And every morning I would load up all of their luggage because they didn't have they weren't able to carry their luggage on Harleys, you know? Um, so I was the support vehicle that like trailed behind the Harleys. And we went through all these national parks and route 66 and everything. I was always in radio communication with like the two people leading the tour and just, you know, all the things they would talk about with the group and the group dynamic and everything. But every morning, and I did this with my other group too, the thing that like would bring everybody together often was music. So like, we'd be rolling into Graceland and I'd be like putting on, you know, Graceland by Paul Simon or like every morning when I'd go out to load the luggage, I would blare on the road, on the road again by Willie Nelson. And like, at first they were like, what is this crazy American guy? Like, you know, playing this music. And then like by like day two or three, they're like, come on, man, we got to hear the song. Like it gets us going. So that was cool. So in your, in your another life, in another life, you'd be a DJ. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and then I won't go into a long story, but doing the tour managing the band uh, when I was on uh, like a rock and roll tour with a indie rock band and had that whole experience of like 
getting to go to all these festivals and being backstage and all that stuff was awesome. So good question. Um, all right, Travis, what is one thing you wish you have done already that you haven't, and it makes you angry that you haven't, or it could be one thing that you wish you had that you don't have, that it makes you angry that you don't have. The one thing I wish I had, I had done already that I haven't done yet is run a conference. Like put together a large scale. It doesn't have to be large scale, like thousands of people, but put together a conference and, and be the person in in charge of it or one of the people in charge of it, and bring in a couple hundred, maybe a thousand people together um, for speakers and events, and do it in a way that. And we've talked about this on the podcast. Not that it would be your formal, like, all right, now we're going to a hotel. Now you sit down with your with your booklet and fill it in as the speaker's going, but but put together like a conference slash retreat. We did do a location, a small, small scale for five people location indie retreat last year in Austin, Texas. So essentially I want to do that, but I want to do it for many, many more people. Um so that's one Well, thing. good news, I, Trav, right? I mean, should we tease I, it out now? I, I mean, I, well, you're the one who's who's putting together the uh planning, so it's I don't know if we have good news or I'm not. I'm putting it out news. right now. It's happening this year in September. Dates forthcoming. So get on the email list locationindie.com. Only way you're going to find out about um this little small intimate conference we're going to do. It's going to kick ass, so um, be on the lookout yeah. for that. It's just something I, I, I think both of us are really passionate about because we love meeting people in, in person. We love getting people together and connecting them with each other and, and connecting them with us. We love planning it by saying, oh, this isn't just going to be sit down and listen to speakers and then go home to your hotel room, go to bed. Like It's going to be fun activities. So the whole thing I love about it, I know it's going to be daunting. I know it's going to be a lot more work you know, it's one of those things that, oh, it sounds really fun and it is, but it's, you know, it's a lot of work to undertake, but it's something I want to try and see how we do and and see how we like it. And if we do, then make it a much, much bigger part of the stuff that we do. Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, we love bringing thing. people together. That's like our favorite thing and, and being around people and um, talking about all this stuff and sharing all this stuff. So it's just, it's just the logistics that are hard, yeah. you know, but, um, yep. and Every time we hold meetups, we both feed off that energy. I, I especially do. Like, I love the energy of being around people. So it is that's happening. My answer. I love that. That's, that's great. Answer. I'm so, so glad. So hopefully next time, uh, episode 200, I won't have the same answer. Well, dude, Instead, I'm glad I'll that you like, answered that because, like, that's something that we're actually going to do. So that's great. Yeah. Um, All right. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Question number four or number three for you. What's the biggest mistake you've made in your location independent journey that has cost you the most money or the most time? I invested $50,000 in a restaurant that went bust. And uh, I forgot about that. I don't mean to bring up bad memories. I knew that, but forgot. So and that was you, not uh, like, you know, money that was given to me by some inheritance or something. That was like money I earned after like a decade of touring that I saved. It was a big mistake. I got some of it back. I think I ended up probably losing around 40 grand. But um, so has the restaurant gone bust? Yeah. I like, mean, the, it's out of the, the lesson was. And I, I don't. I look at it as a positive because after I had that experience and gone through all that, I realized, you know, outside of like trying to be smart and investing in stocks and certain things, like in a safe way, I'm never going to depend on somebody else to make me money. I'm going to depend on myself and bet on myself, which is something we talk about. And this was very early on in my journey before I even had the location independent businesses going. But this was kind of the thing that kickstarted. I was like, I got to do something. 
I'm going to take a chance and invest in this thing. I'm going to get these businesses going. And I just kind of put it all out there and it ended up being a very short-sighted, um, not a smart business decision. But, you know, can you say that? Because, I mean, it was it was a motivation thing. Like, you know. Right. I, like, of course, it's a bad decision to lose 40. Like, you want to have $40,000 at the same time. It taught you a very, very, I mean, very I wouldn't be, I am where lesson. I am for whatever reason. And, you know, I can't explain. I'd say it's because of your awesome business partner. <laughs> that's the reason. I can't explain why that's, uh, that was a part of my life, but it, it was part of my journey. And, you know, sure, I'll, I'll, that money will come back. Or maybe it already has in different ways. But um, good question. Uh, okay, Trav. I really like this question a lot. I was like, should I save it? for the end, but I want to hear your answer now because I'm too curious. If you had to be location dependent and work in your local community, what would you like to do and why? Is that on your list? <laughs> yeah, I had this question for you. So you can answer it after I'm done. Essentially, like oh, if you weren't I don't want to answer it. <laughs> if you were location independent right now, what would you be doing? Um, <laughs> oh man, if I had to work in my local community, <laughs> so, I... I I mean, I could pro. This is hard. I could rattle off a way more things I wouldn't be doing than what I would be doing. Um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something that would be location dependent because there are things that I would not mind doing. Like, even if you told me I had to live here, I'd say, "Oh, well, maybe I would teach small businesses how to yeah, market." Yeah, I mean, you better. can always make so, things so, location independent. Like, you can own a restaurant yeah. and hire people and leave. But right, I mean, right. like, like, you know, we're just going through the thought All right, exercise. Let, let me give here. you a few, a few, a few ones. Uh, one, probably something in real estate would be one that would be pretty high. And you're doing um, that, right? I'm already doing that in Philly area, buying and 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 running Airbnb. So I could. That's kind of an easy one. I could be saying like property managing my own properties, which which essentially I am doing here already. Um, I, I I could possibly see myself being a realtor, although I'd rather be on the other side, like the person who's actually buying them, because I think if I was a realtor, I'd be really crazy. And uh, like, I wouldn't, if there's a good deal out there, I'd want to buy it and not have someone else buy it. So, but I could see that, like some sort of realtor, property investing, um, where, where I'm dependent here. That's that would probably be the thing that's top of my mind right now, something like that. Um, the other things that kind of pique my interest or seem not pique my interest, but I kind of look at romantically, and I think it's way less romantic if you actually I'm like. Oh, I'd own my own like craft beer shop, and I'd make it so good that people would come around the country and they'd come in and they'd say like, "Oh, we came, we heard about this. We live in San Diego, and we heard about this." you know, blah, blah, blah. So we're here to visit and I'd have like cool events and fun things and stuff like that. So maybe I, I wouldn't do a restaurant because I'm not interested in in the actual that part of it. But like a craft beer bar slash bottle shop, I think could be cool. Mm -hmm. In it, it, naively, it could right. be cool. I think realistically, it would probably be pretty crappy. Yes, um, I think we've all had so. that. I was craft beer aficionados have had that fantasy. But then you, you imagine, oh, okay, what do we really like kicking out drunk people from the tap room at, you know, one thirty in the morning or whatever, cleaning up throw up and, you know. <laughs> yeah, or you end up with like 50 cases of this one beer because it didn't sell. And you're like, dude, I, you know, like, oh, just there's the logistics of that would, would kind of suck. Every job um, comes with its and, downfalls. And, and the, yeah. And the margins are so small. Like, yeah, it would just be tough. Um, all right. So same question to you then. I'm going to throw it back. If you weren't location independent mm -hmm. right now doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? Yeah. A couple things. I'm, I'm going to go with the romantic, a couple of the romantic answers to Trav. One is, um, 
you know, when I was in high school, I worked as a short order cook and like a waiter and everything like that in a diner. And it was really fun, you know, like I, I really loved making breakfast and like banging out breakfasts. And I love like, you know, kind of being around people and like coffee and like the, the whole vibe there. So I would imagine like in the romantic version, like you said, but maybe not the reality, something that has to do with like, you know, serving people like good breakfasts and coffee or giving them some kind of experience, like maybe not in my own restaurant, but like maybe my own little kind of stand, like something where I could... A banana stand? Yeah, like a banana stand. Exactly. Frozen banana stand. I don't like I could be out there doing it every day and like having fun, but then like I could be done at like one o'clock or something. You know, I work like seven to, to noon or something and then like you get the best of this and then it's done and then i have the rest of the day to like read yeah I, I heard like it. restaurants and stuff in the food service industry is really easy to only work a few hours and make money and then be good right <laughs> well I mean, that's, you that's know, what they isn't that what they always say you can do Just that with a couple like, hours of work food man. trucks and stuff you know i mean you can work kind of when you want yeah but uh you know then i've always thought around travel too like the one idea i'm kicking around here i can't do it quite yet but it's like creating creating some kind of like walking tour where I can take people on tour and still be around travel, but not actually be traveling. Cause I, and I, around travelers, feed like off the around en- yeah, people. Feeding off yeah. the energy of, um, of travelers. Yeah. Because one thing I'm really, I believe in is like the energy of your workplace. It's part of your daily life. And you have to think about that strategically. That's huge. Right. And if you're showing up in a place where like, it's just all negative stuff, then that's bad. But if you're showing up for like, say you're giving like some awesome, you know, I don't know, Scandinavian food tour or something in Norway. And people are like giving you their money with a smile on their face and they're showing up with smiles like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, let's go. We're doing this thing. Like, that's a whole different vibe than showing up in an office where like nobody wants to be there, you know? So being around a vibe like that, I think would be cool. Interestingly enough, we both picked all the things that we picked were stuff that, again, are entrepreneurial. Like each (laughs) one of those, you're dependent on yourself (laughs) to make money. Uh, I think it, another interesting question, I'm not asking this to you yet because it's your turn, but would be something like if you had, if you were essentially working a job that was depending on someone else paying you, like for a company, what would that look like? Because that would be even harder to answer because at least the things we answered were like, oh, I'd have my own business doing this, but I would be location dependent. We'd still have our own businesses. So the we'd still have the some of the beauties of the location dependent lifestyle mm-hmm. of time freedom and financial freedom and all that. But we wouldn't have the location freedom. Whereas, <laughs> right. like, if you took away those other two, and you're like, "Hey, you don't have time freedom, financial freedom, or location freedom," what would you be doing? That'd be even a harder question. So, but it, it's it's on you. It's your time to ask me a question. Okay. Well, here we go. Are you ready for the next question, Trav? Of course. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm sure. Are you positive? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, all right. What are you most proud of? I think if I'm using a general like term, it would just be that nothing that I have that I've created everything that I've done here. There's not been I mean, I've certainly had people help me when it comes like, you know, you and I share business ideas and you've been a big help and the people we surround ourselves with and people have mentored me, but I haven't I I didn't inherit anything, right? I'm not working at a company that my dad built and my grandfather built or, or anything like that. It was a totally different thing that didn't exist and now does. So I think most proud of creating something that wasn't there and didn't exist before 
and now is a thing that provides people value, whether that be extra pack of peanuts and the podcast there, whether that be Location Indie and our podcast and our community, whether that be our app Jetto, like whatever it is, it's a tangible thing that is there that only existed because I came up with the idea or I came up with the idea with other people and now it exists. So yeah, I think just that, creating something from scratch, literally having no leg up, not having a a degree in computer programming or anything. I mean, there are times, Jay, where I think we get annoyed that we can't do some of the tech stuff, but I, I'm also really proud that I didn't take entrepreneur classes in college. My dad wasn't an entrepreneur. Like, I don't know where it came from exactly, but it did, and I acted on it, and now I have my own businesses, and and they're like living, breathing things that that work, essentially, you know. And it's most at its most base level, they're things that didn't exist that I put that that I made that now work to varying degrees of success. Of course, we always wanted to work better. But they're here and they're going. And that's really owed to no one else but myself, essentially, when, you know, and, and I'm not saying I have to pump myself up, but it, no one gave me money and said, hey, start this or whatever or anything like that. They're all bootstrapped. Um, all right. Here's a good one for you. What's the number one turning point where you thought, I need to make a change? The one point where you're like, something has to change here. I was location independent, but I was still doing like full-time business development consulting. So I was essentially like, I was my own company, but I was mostly working for somebody else, even though I was on my own company, which is fine because we always recommend people start with offering a service and that's a great way to go location independent. So I had the location freedom part, but I didn't have the total freedom that I craved, you know, and and that we love. And I was still working on, you know, building my first online business on the side, the event business and, um easier to travel and different things like that. So by the way, Chris is buzzing us out, right? We're going to keep this party rolling right now. Wait, wait, no, hold on. I got to wait two seconds. All right. Right now. He's buzzing us out, but that's okay. Cause we're keeping this party rolling. Um, because I got, I got like three more questions, so I'm good to keep, I, I got some questions we got to go. We got to roll with. It's a okay. hundredth anniversary. It's not anniversary. That's the hundredth anniversary. <laughs> wow. It's a hundredth episode special, man. For a while. I was getting married we started the paradise pack and like that went really well. I made a sale on my first like online business, which was the event business where I was brokering vehicles and stuff. Um, and this all happened like within like one month, basically. Um, I had made, I don't know something. So like, that would have been June, 2013, right? Um, like when you got married, 2014? 2014, 2014. So it was like, yeah, and I was and I had just turned 40, right? So it was all these things. I told you he was the elder statesman. <laughs> and I was just like, well, you know, if I can make this much money, uh, this amount of money in a month and like I'm 40 years old and I have these businesses that I'm growing on the side, and I could always keep doing this sort of like safe, you know, consulting gig for a long time. But like, I have to do this, like I have to go for this now. And like, I, I just remember like all this stuff happened. And, and like one day I just woke up and I was just like the flip, the switch just flipped. And I was just like, I have to just 
cut out any service type stuff and just build my own businesses full time. Like I, I thought I could wait and like ease my way out and try to be like smart about it or something like that. But I was like, no, I was just all in and there was like no question. And, um, I, I like literally couldn't do anything to change my own mind. You know, it was like, it was so powerful. It was like, so there, you know, you talk about making the leap and stuff and when you do it. Well, for me, it was like, I, I had already leapt, you know, but I was still like, Sort of in you had one foot on one in one side and one foot in the other, and you're like a little bit, even though I was location independent. So yeah, so then I I just called up uh, my buddy Joey, who I was working with, and I was just like, dude, I'm I have to go all in on my on my other projects. I'm sorry, and that was it. That was it. And then I went hitchhiking around Scotland, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) Awesome. Let's keep going. I've got a few more for you. Okay. What do you think of when you think of home? Quote home. I first thing that came to my my mind was my my parents' house that I grew up in. Um, yeah, I don't know. Every time I drive up the driveway, even now, you know, they live about fifteen, ten, fifteen minutes away. I don't know. It's just like it's coming home, and it'll be really sad if they eventually. Here's one thing that's never happened to me. You know, I we're location independent. We love to travel. We love to get out there, explore new things. But I've always had like a strong root in this area Your because childhood parents, home you've never you've always had I, it my parents right i've always had my childhood home in fact my mom grew up in that house and her parents like were the first people to, like my grandparents had built it so i mean they essentially someone in my family or they've lived there for whatever eight maybe not 80 60 years 65 years right so i've never had them change their home and so that has always been a place that I could go back to, whether I was living in Japan, and then when we came back, Heather and I, even though we were married, had to live there for a little bit, whether that be me driving over there tonight to to go take Wit over there for them to see him, whatever. I've never had it where I've driven by that and it hadn't been where they lived. And so if that, when that happens, or, or if it happens, essentially, um, I think that'll be pretty jarring. And I don't, I'm not saying like it'll end my world, but Heather's parents... And the house that she grew up in, they recently sold it a couple of years ago. And I remember thinking, like, oh, no big deal, whatever. Like, you know, you grew up there, but they're they're moving out. And then I actually sat and thought, well, what if it was you? And and it was it made me pretty sad. Well, so, a, a um, quick yeah. follow up question, Travis. Does this mean that you feel an obligation to provide the same thing for wit, being that you're a traveler and I have never thought I don't know. I've never thought of that. Like, yeah, I Because if you want to wander and do these types of things you won't give him that that you had that you value right and i essentially maybe my parents just have to stay alive and in that house forever so they give that to him and i don't have to <laughs> so i can be selfish and travel around so you don't want to answer that question have, basically yeah uh, do i feel the need to give that to him no but that's me saying it when he's four months old yeah so yeah, yeah. i don't know um but yeah that's what i think of when i think of home is is their house pulling up their little circular driveway, uh, looking out at like the seven acres they have. And yeah, like I can picture it in my head, obviously. Um, I was there today, so hopefully I can picture it in my head. But that's home to me. Um, All right, here's a a question for you, Jay. What's the one thing that no matter how much you learn about online business and location independence and how to be efficient and efficient, Effective and run systems and blah 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 blah. What's the one thing that you still struggle with 
all the time, even though you know probably how to do it better. You just can't get yourself to do it. Uh, like checking email and checking social media or just wandering around the internet like when I'm in the middle of doing something. And I know what I do when I don't do that. Like if I, if I do the Pomodoro technique or something like set a timer and focus and all these things, like I know how to not do it. But it's such a terrible habit and like, and oh gosh, you hate yourself when you do it like in a way. You're just like, oh, I'm just like, why am I, how did this phone get in my hand? Why am I checking email? Especially the phone. Uh, I've been struggling with it lately. Like there's a part of me that wants to throw it into the fjord, Oslo fjord. And fjords. Like, again, <laughs> fjords. Uh, just throw it in there and then like wander across the dock and like ask the, 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 the next uh, like fishing boat I see if I can hop on and like join the crew or something, you know, like, I mean, like I get talk so- about a romantic notion. We talk about jobs <laughs> that would sound cool, but would suck. Being a <laughs> right. fisherman would right. be awful. Right. I mean, that's not what I would want to do, but you know what I'm saying? Go to, maybe, maybe more like go to the local ice cream stand or something. It can be a very, a real struggle, like all of the distraction and like, and that, and it's, uh, it's really bothering me. So I'm making, um, I've been working this year towards like making some big changes around that, but that's something I struggle with. Dude, you're talking to a guy who has stayed up until one thirty a.m. the last two nights, even when his kid's been sleeping, because I've been on my phone looking at Mini Coopers because I want to buy one. In the last two days, I've become obsessed. So I've probably looked at every single Mini Cooper for sale in the United States over the last two days, and it's like stupid. It's just taking all my time, and I'm like, this is dumb. Um, I'm with you. It's really just an excuse to go uh, travel, to go get a Mini Cooper and drive it back. Well, kind of, because I'm like, oh, it's out in San Diego. That's actually cooler than the one that's five Mm -hmm. miles down the road that I could test drive. Why don't I fly to San Diego and drive it back? It's $50 Um, cheaper, honey. I'm going to San Diego to pick up this Mini Coop. Uh, (laughs) That's great. Good question. Next time you come here, I'll have one, though. So we'll whip whip around in that thing. All right. We're going to keep this going, right? Keep it going. Why do you get up and keep doing this work every day? Um, well, some days I get up and don't work, which is nice. Like today, very sparingly we're working here while I'm recording podcasts. Um I I think for me it's not thankfully now I'm not as scared of having to go back to a regular job. Now, you know, this is what Jane into our location independent journey. This is Five and a half years. So a, a, a decent amount of time, right? I mean, I think for a while, it was excitement mixed with trepidation and fear and like, I'm not going back to that. Now it's, so let's say maybe before it was like 50-50. Now it's probably 80-20. Um, 50-50 as in like, oh, I might have to go back it, to a regular job. Know, like, so, yeah. Right, like 50-50 was like, I'm like sometimes I'd be working and I wouldn't want to and I talk about that work-life balance and it would be, oh, I got to keep working or I can't take a day off or I can't even enjoy this because like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm so lucky I have this right now, but that's going to end if you slack off is is what I thought. Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm again, I'm not saying don't work hard, but there is that balance. So in the beginning, it was probably like 50-50, like pure excitement. Yeah, this is great. And 50%, like I just don't want to go back to what I was doing before. Now, thankfully, I, I still feel that way at times. I actually said to Heather the other day, I, I can't wait to get to a point where there is not that that fear still lingering. And I, and maybe maybe you don't ever get to that point. And maybe that's a good thing if you don't. But now it's at least more... 80%, hey, I'm doing this because I, I, I like it. It's fun. 
Uh, this is lifestyle I've created. I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, all that. And then 20% of, all right, well, I got to do this because I don't want to go back and whatever, be a teacher or own a craft beer store or whatever. You know, I want to keep this, this train rolling. So, um, yeah, it's mostly because I, I really, 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 truly enjoy it. And I cannot think of anything I'd rather be doing. Hmm. Um, and that's probably 80% of it. That's a good mix for a, a career, right? <laughs> that is, that is. <laughs> All right. I got one more really good one here for you. Um, and this is a fun one. If you have another one for me, you can ask. If not, that's fine. If you could be transported somewhere right now and have the opportunity to live there for the next six months, where would it be? <laughs> so where's the, you're like, I want to yeah. go here and I want to live here. Uh, it's, it's a surf, it's a, like a, a beach with a nice, like mellow beginner surf break. Uh, most likely somewhere in Central America, perhaps um, like Sri Lanka or Bali or something like that, because I haven't been to either of those places, but I have been around Central America. And to, practically speaking, like Central America would be close to like you and family and like people could come down and visit and stuff like that. So I would teleport myself to a nice beginner surf break beach in either Nicaragua or um, Costa Rica or something like that and and just hang, dude, just hang. Nice. Yeah, you can tell it's a Norway winner, right? <laughs> it's a Norway <laughs> winner when it's when you're looking for the beach. Well, actually, the beach is good at all times. All right, cool. Well, I'm down with that, and hopefully, um, hopefully that happens. We're talking about doing it next winter. So, um, I have I have one more for you. Yep. Before we go, yes, we're doing this next winter. By the way, um, what do you have a tough time saying no to? Um, it used to be emails, but it's not anymore. Like it used to be responding to every single email that came in all the time. Thankfully, I've, I've built in a system that, that makes it way easier now. Essentially, like I have people help me answer the emails and they forward me good ones. So that's just, I'm only throwing that out there. So I'm buying time so, to think of a real answer. <laughs> but that was definitely in the beginning of the journey, Jay, number one. I thought I just you were going to say like sweet potato fries or something. Oh, you know? well, if we're talking in life, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking in life, then the answer is beer and ice cream. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're talking life. But, uh, um, <laughs> okay, so life, beer and ice cream. Um, yeah, I, I'm actually right now on like a cleanse where I haven't had beer nor ice cream for 10 straight days, um, going for another seven days. So uh, it hasn't been as hard as I thought. But um, if we're talking business-wise or kind of that, like what do I have a hard time saying no to? Um, a lot of times I have a hard time saying no to like new things. Like let me give you an example. My sister wanted to buy a car. She came home from Spain. She needs a car. I was like, eh, I could go. Like, she wanted to need someone to drive her to go look for him. So I did on Saturday. I'm like, okay, I'll drive her. So I want to spend time with her. So I did. And then I became obsessed with me getting a second car because we only have one car for our family. And we've kind of talked about, but I've always been against getting a second car because I'm like, we don't really need one. Lo and behold, Jay... I am now, for literally the last 48 hours, I've spent looking at minis because we test drove one. I loved it. I've always liked them. And yeah, I just get really, really, really obsessed with things. Like, like very, very obsessed where I have to know everything. And so I have a hard time saying no to my obsessions and saying like, 
dude, take it easy. Like try to get everything and something else done. So even today, I'm like, I know I can't work unless I go to this auto auction and check out these cars that are going, these minis that are going on auction today. So I woke up and went there in the morning because I knew if I tried to do work in the morning and went in the afternoon, I wouldn't be able to focus. So that's not really saying no, but it's more like I can't control when I get obsessed with something and everything else takes a back seat. And so that's... uh yeah, <laughs> saying no to those obsession demons. I, I guess. wish we had the rights to that song because Chris could play us out. You are an obsession. You're my obsession. <laughs> it's like I don't know some old eighties song, but anyway, dude, you're you the go, DJ. Man. That it's was a f- the, it's J- Jason the DJ man. Uh, boom, the DJ. that was fun, man. It was uh, cool to hear your answers. Like you said in the beginning, I didn't know how you were going to answer these questions, and you know, like right now, here we are recording this over Skype at a certain day in our lives like you know all these answers could change six months from now a year from now so we're capturing a little moment here giving you the honest time capsule yeah time capsule using it as a verb the answers to these questions that's awesome man um by the way location indie before we let you go if you haven't signed up yet you should get on the list location indie com because we got all this stuff coming first of all we're dude we're pumping out some crazy articles on the blog right now and Sending an awesome curated newsletter. I read it every week. I'm like, I don't... Our team is like totally rocking these newsletters because I'm getting a ton of value from it. <laughs> to yeah, them, like we don't you know? write them right anymore. <laughs> like we we help write them and then they put them together. And every time I get them, I'm like, wow, that's all. Like this is a great newsletter. Yeah, they're incredible. And we got this conference coming up, of course. I'm throwing that out there and different things. So, And of course, we're going to be opening up the community again. So if you're looking to get some support and get around other people doing this whole thing and, and helping each other out and just I don't know just awesome people I mean I every time I dip in there Trav and I see like like I asked the community the other day we have a private the private social network as part of location indie like hey I know you guys don't really like a lot of you don't have like week quote unquote weekends you know because like if you not everybody's you know working a regular job but some people in the community are but I said but what's everybody up to this weekend and <laughs> the answers were like I mean I think one person was um Oh gosh, I had I had the whole list in my head. Now I can't remember that. I have to go look it up. But it was like all this. Oh, one person was going to like a drag show and in, in like one city. Another person was like going off on this hiking adventure. Like I mean, there were all these like just random cool answers of things people were doing, and uh, and some people were just buckling down, working on their businesses. It's like I'm like every time I ask a question like that in the community, and like it's you amazing. Know, like you, yeah, you go in and you get like somebody posted the other day like they were going. I don't know, dog sledding in Alaska. Is anybody around? It's like, like who are th- these people are incredible. So if you want to get around some amazing people doing awesome stuff and just, um, I don't know, just great group of people. Um, yeah, but, that was Sonny who was doing the running of the, the deer run. They're running, running the deers. The, it was like the running, running of the bulls, of the but like reindeer deers in, in, um, in Alaska, in Alaska. Yeah. We might've even talked about it on the pod, but anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So check anyway, it out. Check it out. Location yeah. indie. INDIE.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And uh, Jay, also, if you guys did take the time, if you listen to this, you took the time to kind of answer these yourself, play along, uh, let us know what some of your answers were. Doesn't matter which question, um, whichever one you want to answer, or a few of them, just throw us uh, your answers. It's always fun to interact at Zero to Travel for Jay, at Pack of Peanuts for me. Now on Twitter, you can actually put like, that doesn't count against your characters anymore. Pretty cool, right? You can put as many names as you want. So you still get 140 characters or 280 now. I think they changed it, right? So just let us know. What were some of your answers to these questions? Always fun to hear from you guys. So tweet it out to us um, and give Jay yet another reason to put off work and be on social media. (laughs) 
<laughs> Yay. Thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it. We'll chat with you soon. Cheers.